Yo, 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 yo! Start back! What is up, brother? You got a fresh cut, it looks like. Like, the freshest cut, dude. Like, oh, the ten freshest. minutes ago, fresh. Does it smell good? Imagine if haircuts smelled like... You know how, like, fresh cut grass... You can, yeah. you know it. Like, <laughs> Fresh cut you, hair. you walk you walk past like a park or somebody's house. You're like, oh, they just cut their grass yep. today. I yep. can smell that. Could you imagine if your hair gave off a scent? It's like, oh, dude, they just got that fresh fade. <laughs> you smell that? My boy got a fade. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, yeah, I was I was actually just thinking this when I was in the shower. There's no better feeling than getting a haircut and then that first shower immediately afterwards yeah. where you just when fucking... you like rub your hands through it because you got like fresh yeah. cut hair and like it's shorter and the shorter hair always feels good like when you run your hands through it and stuff like that yep dude <clears throat> and i always do the whole like if my beard's long i'll like trim it down so i don't have like a fat beard with like no hair so I, i'll fucking maggie will cut my hair i'll go up and i'll trim the beard down and like shape it up get it nice and then hop in the shower and just like all the hair that's coming off you and yeah fresh shampoo it's it's immaculate feeling yeah um I got this problem. I got I got a real hairy chest, so when I trim my beard, all my beard hairs get stuck in it's my caught chest. In your chest hair, so, <laughs> yeah. so then it's like I have to try to like I always try to like rub my chest out because I'll put paper towels down in the sink. So I will yeah. always try to like rub my chest out onto the paper towels and get everything out. But then it's like falling off me when I'm in this like just going from shaving to showering. It's like falling off of me. And yep. then like Lex is always like, "Oh my god, you leave so many hairs behind." And I'm like, dog, if we're being honest, like, I really don't leave that many hairs behind when I shave. Like, I could I do, be leaving a lot more. I do, like, I make sure, like, our entire sink is clean for the most part. Sometimes, like, behind the handles, like, I'll, yeah. I'll miss a couple oh, hairs the there. Worst, They'll get dude. stuck around there. Um, but we have, like, and then, like, right next to our sink, there's, like, four, there's, like, shelves. And it's, like, but it's, like, a, it's, like, more just, like, countertop. I always make sure that's clean. And then, like, sometimes I'll vacuum up the floor. And, like, there's still hairs. And, like, it's not because I'm ne- neglectful. I do like a pretty thorough job cleaning, you know, when I'm, when I'm in it. Single hair, yeah. It's and like it's impossible to get them. All. And like sometimes that's just the way it is. I got so I got two trees cut down, right? And I got the stumps ground, and they left huge pile. One of the trees was massive. Like you would have had in your front yard. Yeah, one of the trees. If you look at the pictures that I show you closely, like it's like four times. Four of my houses stacked on top of each other high. Granted, I live in a one-story house, but still you have, like, then you have the roof. And, like, yeah. you know what I mean? If you would have, like, so that's, like, what, eight stories if you say, like, the yeah, attic and the house. Tree. You know what I mean? It was huge. We had one guy. So we, we didn't we, – we got a great price. We had one guy come, and he – the price that he gave us for that single tree was almost twice the amount that we got for both trees. Damn yeah and then we told him who it was and he was like oh yeah they're actually pretty good like i would trust them what do you have to do with all of that do they take it for you or what no they should so like when i work with my aunt and uncle when we grind stumps first of all i my aunt and uncle are the best like and i, and I don't say that like just because i've worked with them and their family they do a better job than anybody else like you're not getting better than them promise i promise and like companies nowadays just aren't that good and they don't care as much um so when they do stumps they grind them they make sure they grind them deep because otherwise like they'll leave like humps in your grass and your grass will like hard underneath so they always right. grind them really deep and they'd rather do more work than less right so they'll grind them really deep and then they fill in with dirt and wood chips basically even with the dirt on the grass line 
right? So like whatever, wherever your grass like starts growing, not how high right. your grass is, right? So it doesn't is, look right? like a tree was right just there. Right. Basically, they leave it so that it's ready to basically put seed in. Like if you just put seed in it and then watered it and took care of it, you'd have grass there. Right. You know what I mean? Dude, I have mounds of wood chips. Really? So in yeah, they're in the smaller tree that I had right next to the driveway. It's not much. It's like whatever, dude. We get like these brown paper bags for uh your brush and like yard waste. Right. And um so it would it wouldn't even be one of them if I like just clean that up to be level with the ground. I'm not mad, it was but it was a small tree. Dude, on the big tree, it's like three feet high, two and a half to three feet high, and like I don't maybe eight to ten feet wide. Damn. Damn. Granted, Dude, the tree, like, granted, the tree was probably, like, five-plus feet wide at the trunk that went all the way up. You know what I mean? Like, it was huge, five, massive, a, bro. That is a huge tree, like, dude. I don't you, remember seeing a tree. I, that you, you don't, you don't notice it. You don't really notice right. it because it's all the branches are so tall. So, like, when you're walking in, you're not looking up, like, oh, let me check out this tree, right? right? You're just looking straight, and all the branches are above it. So, you don't really notice it. But, dude, it's massive. Look at the picture again. You're like, yo, that actually is, like, that's a mean fucking tree. Um. But they did a solid job. They left a fuck ton of wood chips. But did they um, grind so, it down deep like you were just saying? I don't know because like, I haven't checked yet. The mound's uh, still there, right? Um, but so in the back where I have, so in the back of my yard, you're looking at the shed, and then I have the lean to, and then off the back of the shed, or the back of the lean to, like in the back corner of my yard, I have a little bit of extra roof that comes off for, and then I built like a wood stack underneath. Right. Right. So that's what I'm going to stack all my wood. And they did. They left me some some wood that I can split into firewood. So I'm ha- happy about that. That's dope. Um, and but back there, it's like it was just all weeds and like, but like garbage too, like glass, some kind of drug dude was back there. I don't know what it was. Like but pills? No, not pills, like injectables. But like, I don't know if they might have been medical injectables. Who's I don't know who was performing surgery in your backyard. I don't know, but there was a bunch of them. It was like, uh, they did a lot of them, whatever it was. They did it a lot. Um, so there's, and there's like a shit ton of glass and like plastic and like wires and insulation. There's like all kinds of stuff, shingles. Um, so I was like, I'm going to clean up that back corner best I can. Right. So I went like three inches deep cleaning it. And I was like, I'm putting wood chips over all of this. Like, I'm I'm not getting every piece of glass out of here, right? Right. Like right. there's just too many small pieces of glass that are going to be buried here somewhere, and I'm not. I don't care that much. I'm going to cover it anyway. Right. It's the same thing with beard hair, dude. I'm not going to get all the beard hairs. <laughs> it comes there's full circle, many. dude. <laughs> that dude. That's how I started that that thought process. <laughs> my first thought process was like, dude, that's just like the glass in the corner of my yard. But if I said that, you would have been like, sure, dude. What? Yeah, dude. Looking glassy. <laughs> so I, said, I went on. A, I went on a five minute rant. About getting my trees cut down <laughs> and how you should grind stumps. <laughs> and how it all equates to beard hair when I shave. Beard hair, dude. It all ends with beard hair. Um, dude, back to your point about the, the grass um smell. That to me, like fresh grass when it's especially in the morning when it's mm. like wet and dewy. Top five smells. Dude, how is that not like a candle scent? I feel like I've never seen Oh, a you're scent. right. Right? Yo. I would love that smell in my house. I would dude. love that smell. I wonder. I'm Lex gonna has look a it bomb candle. Any... She has a candle that's like it's like sugar cookie or some shit like that. Oh, and yeah, literally, it's it's a fat one. She gets them from Costco, so you know Costco does everything bigger, right? It's it's a fat joint, and it makes the whole house smell like 
sugar cookies or like cake. Like I always, I'll like walk out of our bedroom and be like, or like my office and be like, yo, are you making a cake? She's like, no, it's this candle. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. I wish you were making thought? a cake though. <laughs> can't eat this candle. <laughs> right. Her dad said something. Her dad said the same thing the other day when he was over. She was like, yo, are you baking something? And he was, she was like, nah, that's a candle. He was like, oh, man. It's just like you're baking dope something. Dope ass candles. Um, I found a fresh cut grass scented candle on Amazon for 20 bucks, and it's from this company called The Candle Daddy. The Candle Daddy. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think it actually smells like fresh cut grass? Or do you think it's That's a BS? Thing. Like, I feel like buying candles off Amazon is just kind of a fucking dart throw. Like, you, you know what I mean? So, instead of Amazon, whenever I want something, now I always go to Etsy. Oh, Etsy's a shit, dude. They have a lot of cool stuff on Etsy. Yeah, they do. So, I get my, my soap from Etsy. I buy, I buy it from uh, this company called... Two goats in a prairie or something like that. And it's just like, you know, pretty naturalistic, like soap made from goat's milk, mostly. And other stuff that they put in. But like, it's all like, you know, things that I know. Not like whatever's in a just random shit bar of dove soap. Art. Yeah. That's don't smart. get me even... started on the liquid stuff, dude. There's no way you're getting me to rub that on my body. Yeah. And I, dude, that's the whole thing with like... uh like, I, f- I was actually just thinking this, like, the Bath and Body Works liquid soaps. You know what I'm talking Bath about? Bath and Body Works is supposed to be, like, crazy toxic. Uh, it makes sense. And, like, their candles are, and, like, their candles are supposed to be really, really bad for you. Yeah, especially in, like, small, like, that's why I have to limit my, like, if I had a big house or even a house like you, dude, I would just have a candle in every room. But, like, since our area is so, like, close together and, like, just yeah. kind of more crowded, like, you're not supposed to light more than, like, one candle every few days because... It's like the air that the, or the smoke or whatever vapor. I don't know. I'm not yeah. scientific about it, but like traps it longer. And it's like especially bad for like animals and stuff. So I've definitely been trying to limit. So we've yeah, been burning a lot of incense too. lately. I don't know if that's any better or worse. I don't know but either. It seems like it, it's more but natural. Candles than... like that non-toxic candles are bread, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. I see them at the farmer's market and like they're bread at the farmer's market. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of time to, like, make candles like that, too. It's not a short or quick process. No, and a lot of people make them out of beeswax, so it takes a lot of time to get that much beeswax, too. And you gotta not get stung, so. Yeah. I got uh, one of my partners, she keeps bees, and uh, she was like, I I forget if it was during my interview, or I think it was when she interviewed me. Like, just before that, she had gotten stung by bees, the, the ones that she, like, keeps um and she's like dude i'm so allergic but like i I like bees and i like the honey and like the other stuff that i get from bees and like so i i like it's worth it to me i usually don't get stung she's like but i did and my whole face blew up blah blah blah. she was showing me pictures i was was like last time you got stung by a bee uh i I don't know it's been a fat minute for me um probably not too long probably like i'd say within five years i got stung but like not often yeah, I do. You have any like traumatic bee stinging stories from your childhood? Um, there was one time. So we had a dirt pile out back from when we we moved into our new house, and then we got a pool, and we had to like dig for the pool to like have like a good like flat surface for it to be on. So we put a bunch of dirt just like in a mound out back, and I would play on it all the time, dude. Like I had um little cars. What are they called? 
Matchbox like, cars. Uh, matchbox. Like that yeah. kind of shit. And I would like dig like tracks into them and I would send cars down like tracks at the same time. And like I would see, I would race them, see who won. Dude, I spent so much time just like playing in the dirt on that dirt pile and I loved it. Um, anyway, I was out we there did that, one but time. With piles of stones because when we did our driveway, we just had all like seven massive piles of stones. Piles of stones yeah. So we would just yeah. play on those. Um, so I'm, I'm out there playing one day. We were having a party too. And I, there were bees that there's hives in there, like ground bees that lived in there. And I didn't know that. And one of them shot out and just boom, stuck to my forehead. And dude, my thought was, yo, this hurts. I need to get it off. And then my second thought was if I run really fast, the bee will get te- tears in its eyes. And it'll, <laughs> it'll fly off. It'll abandon ship. Right. <laughs> so i just started screaming and i sprinted to the to my house because the dirt pile was all the way in the back corner the dirt pile eventually got turned into the garden so where the garden is now that's back where the dirt pile was it also used to be a jump for my quad and at one point i was like yo you think i could jump the camper on this bitch (laughs) dude i'm just dying at the thought of you like having those thoughts like, think about how fast a bee flies around, but you think you're going to run faster for I know, it to, like... <laughs> I know. So, like, so looking so back, that's, like, my first... That's, like, my next thought is, bro, this thing flies. I can't run that fast. Its eyes are going to be fine, <laughs> right? Like, that's my first thought looking back on it. But at the time, as a kid, it was just, like, if I run real fast, we'll get tears in his eyes, and it'll be just, like... So like, I'm equating it to, like, me sticking my head out the window when somebody's driving, Right. I got a, yeah. I got a abort mission because I got my eyes again all fucked up. Everything else is good, but my eyes can't handle it. So that's my first thought of the bee. You want to hear something really funny? I have somewhat of a similar story. So my grandparents' house that they lived in when I was growing up was it was on like a plot of three acres of land, like out in the middle of nowhere in upstate New York, and it was like an old school house. So like the first floor was you walk in the door and your dining room, kitchen, living room, and then. Um, or kitchen like eating area kitchen living room dining room and it was like a circle and then in that middle of the circle was a staircase that went up to the second floor and it was just like bedrooms on the top floor so like growing up my brother and I when we were like roughhousing would run laps like you could run like a full circle lap around the bottom of the house so um, hold on like question answer is it like my neighbor's house no it's not like circular from the outside that's just like it was more of a square, but you could do laps around the square. Okay. That's just like the layout of the the bottom floor because it's important for this story. So right okay. where the staircase is, on the other side of that wall, like in the hallway, is like their side door that went out to a porch. And okay. I'm standing out on the porch one day, and there's like a beehive like in the corner of their house. And I forget what I was doing, but there's a tree right there. And I noticed I'm like starting to like fly by my face. There's two of them. And I swatted out one like this. And I hit one and I knew as soon as I did that, they were going to be pissed and like start to try and sting me. So I ran inside like through that front porch door or side porch door. And like in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do like two laps around the house. And like maybe the bee will be confused at where it is and like it it won't sting me. So I did that. I did two laps, dude. And I stopped and I heard it goes like by my ear and I went ah, freaked out and (laughs) ran like another half lap up the stairs into the bathroom, shut the door. And I was like, I'm good. And as soon as I said that, I felt a sting in the back of my neck. And I was like, fuck. And it just like slapped it. I was like, this motherfucker. Like I tried to outrun you. Yeah. I tried to put the moves on this thing and it was with me the whole time, dude. And I had no idea. And that thing floated like a butterfly or like a bee and stung like a bee. Stung like a bee. Yeah. (laughs) 
dude it was i was like i it's like a core memory i have of like one of my few beasting like stories yeah, that i have yeah another one was on a trampoline and i got i had a shirt on and a bee got stuck in my shirt and i slapped it and then it stung me and i took my shirt off like real fast and then it stung me again and then i jumped off the trampoline and ran inside i was probably like six or seven at the time ran inside in my on my way inside i stepped on a bee that was in the grass and it stung me Ooh, in the foot. Dude, stepping on bees is the kill. worst it's yes, like a crazy dude. just like instant pain and burn that yep. like you weren't expecting you were enjoying life bro you're probably running or like skipping or something right yep. regardless you're barefoot so life's good if you're barefoot dude and yeah then you're on a bee and you're in so much pain and it burns oh my god dude and that was like it's not even that it's like the pain that like sk- gets me it's the instant like feeling of it and being scared like what the fuck was that because yeah it's like you're like oh, i either Your step on something really sharp or so hard so hard dude yeah bee stings looking my mom fucking we were at an apple orchard one time and she was eating a cider donut and as she went to take a bite a bee landed on the donut and she like bit the bee like it, the bee was in her mouth and it stung her in the lip and her lip went that's wild yeah dude that's probably the craziest bee sting story i have i remember like specifically sitting on the bench like we had cider and cider donuts and we're sitting there like with our bags of apples and my mom's just sitting there like talking she goes to take a bite and like we didn't see it happen but i saw the bee come out of her mouth when she screamed and i was like oh, yeah traumatized me <laughs> that's I was, wild. I was just a young lad my mom had the worst uh, luck with getting bit or stung by shit, dude, because she was just so allergic to, like, insect bites. And, I mean, dude, living in upstate New York in the fucking middle of the woods, you'd come into, like, we we had, like, brown recluse spiders and fucking snakes and just, like, the gnarliest, uh, like, mosquitoes and stuff. Anytime she would get bit by a spider, we were in Disney World one time, and she got bit by a spider, and she literally had to sit in the hotel room all day one day because her leg was, like, fucking elephant trunk. That's horrendous. Yeah. I think that's why I'm traumatized and terrified of spiders. Yeah, I don't fuck with really any animals. I'm good on all animals and insects. I don't mind uh, most insects, but one that really freaked me out recently was these little, like, they're called, um, I think they're called bullet ants. Or not bullet ants. or like They're like red-tailed ants or something that fly and burrow in the ground. And... I saw it on this YouTube channel actually about this guy who goes out. His name's um, Coyote Peterson. Have you ever heard of him? No. He's this guy that goes out and finds all like the most painful like insect stings and purposely stings himself with them. He's like Steve okay. Irwin, but a little crazy. But yeah, it's he, he Steve gets... Irv- Steve Irwin meets Steve O. Yes, dude. Yes, literally. And he literally captures these things, fucking puts them in a glass on his arm until they bite and then we'll review like how bad the pain actually is and like what you should do afterwards it's like pretty educational so i saw this one and like when maggie and i first moved here we noticed these little like red-tailed ants that were all because our backyard is like sand mixed with some grass on top it's not really like a lawn and that's where they live in like wet sand sandy areas and literally watched this video of this red ant went outside and saw the exact same ant they're like all over the place in the backyard that's why i'm like i don't want to go out there and like ground myself like when we were talking about that on the pod the other day yeah, or yeah, a few yeah, weeks yeah. ago i was like yeah, i'm gonna try it and then i refused to do it out here but i was at my grandparents house for uh father's day and i was like oh perfect time and it was nice dude walking money. around the backyard and some money just your Yo, feet speaking out of that i actually saw um on instagram the other day this guy he had this thing that measures 
um, like electrons, like power and stuff, like to a thing. And he puts yeah. it on the ground and he has, so he has like the hot in his hand and then the ground, like on the ground. Right. right. And then it's like zero. It's like, it's like hovering around like one or like 1.4. Right. And then he, he has one foot in a shoe and then he has, he has foot, it's just like on a shoe. And then he takes his foot that's out of the shoe. He puts it on like the grass and it shoots up to like mid fifties or sixties. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much they, scientific the whole, proof like, the whole of science the behind theory. the grounding thing is like, it has to do with like the electron transfer between you and the earth. Yeah. And um, that makes, so it sense, makes sense, dude. Because when you like, I mean, when you get like not struck by lightning, but touch something that like electrocutes you, it's pretty much just the transfer of energy. So like, what's to say other types of energy can't do that for you in different ways? Right. Um, dude, I had something I wanted to, I had a really good topic to bring up in that conversation, but it just like left me like so fast. Now I'm trying Oh to man. You should start yeah, taking notes. Know. I should. It's funny what? you say that. I uh, was on TikTok today, like during my lunch break, just looking at like tips and trick videos on how to become a morning person. And some of them were good. One of them was like, delete all the alarms you have now, start fresh, start, set three alarms, one of them to be like 30 minutes before you want to get up. And then um, like charge your phone on like the other side of the bed or other side of the room. So you have to get up and turn that one off. And then when you turn that alarm off, turn a light on, go back to bed for 30 minutes, um, set another alarm for 15 minutes to like, I mean, this sounds terrible, but like they said to get on your phone and like awake, like wake up your eyes and stuff. And I was like, I don't know if the, the first thing I want to do is look at my phone when I wake up. That's but so like, bad I, I for see, you. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because you're going to go straight to Instagram and Twitter. And what happens is you're going to get like first thing in the morning, you're getting like crazy dopamine like rush right so then that's like your baseline for the day your brain's like word that's how today's gonna be so your baseline is so high so the rest of the time you're so bummed until you get the dopamine and then you want it and that's the thing where your brain is like okay we're gonna we're gonna go back to that and you're like all right so i'll just keep picking up my phone and keep going to whatever it is i've always seen that like you shouldn't be like on your phone like before or after bed yeah like and when you first wake thing, up before you go to bed that's the thing with me like i'm always i feel like i'm on my phone the most obviously like i work i do a lot of work from my phone but like when i'm just like yeah. casually using it it's right before bed for like an hour and then sometimes i get that's, stuck on tiktok and that's yeah that's me and that's lex too yeah it's bad but um yeah another tip hard. that they had was like i saw a bunch of them that were like start a journal write in a journal read for 20 minutes i'm just like god dude i can't do that like i don't want to do that either i don't want to journal no, yeah and read dude when i, I first think wake see up. here's the thing like that's not what you like like you know what i mean right and i don't want to force myself and that's, to do and these if things. that's not who you want to be then don't do it you know what i mean i just want to be at a point in the morning where i can wake up earlier because i wake up between 8 30 and 9 most days but like if I could wake up at seven, and that's this is where I I started with okay, this. Okay, so. I, I have a question. All right. Do you enjoy like your job and like what you're doing? Yes. So then, here's what you do. You get like into a routine of like waking up. You get like some emails that you'll subscribe to, or like there's one called Morning Brew. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah, I used but, to do Morning Brew. So I'm subscribed to Morning Brew, and like I don't I don't read them every morning, but like. That's not a bad thing to do. Like, wake up, have some breakfast, right? Go for a walk. That's the other thing. I need to get better at breakfast. Yeah. Like so, 
I think my thing that I want to start doing, I told Lex I want it to be a non-negotiable, we'll call it, but like that because that's the term that I heard it on another podcast. He's like, I have a bunch of non-negotiables in the morning, and these are like things that I always do every morning, no matter what. And one of them was going for a walk. And she was just telling me, and I, I've seen that it's good to get sun in the morning, but she was just sent me this thing that says that it's really good to get sun specifically before 10 a.m. It helps regulate your body and like it helps you sleep at night. And that, he's, and that it was, was, it was actually point. from it was actually from Andrew Huberman. You know who that is? Yeah, I've seen him on Joe Rogan, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on a bunch of different podcasts. I see like reels of him all the time from a bunch of different podcasts. But she had sent me a thing that like it wasn't his, but it was like this is what he said kind of deal. Well, that was the thing that I came away with was I even texted this to Maggie earlier today. I was like, I because our place doesn't get the greatest like natural sunlight. So I have to turn on a bunch of lights like in the middle of the day to even feel like I'm not in a cave sometimes. Right. And today I was just like super busy at work pretty much from the start of the morning to like almost one o'clock. And like, I didn't take any breaks really. I hadn't eaten lunch. So I was like, fuck this dude. Like, I'm getting up. I'm walking to the bodega to get some sunlight. I'll get a water and a coffee and I'll yeah. walk back and like make myself some lunch. And I'm not kidding, dude. As soon as I stepped out the door and the sunlight hit me, I instantly felt better. And I texted Maggie and I was like, dude, I need to get outside more because I was just in like a crummy mood all morning. Not dude, even like I'll that. I was what. crummy, but as soon as the sunlight hit me, I was just like, dude, this is, I need more of this. I need to like plan a schedule. Doing to things get more like that this. and like taking a walk to the bodega is like the perfect thing. Yeah. I because need to be more consistent about it too. Like, because every time Lex I do it, I'm like, this is great. Right. Yeah. Lex right. and I go for walks, but it's like, okay, like we're just, all we're doing is walking, no destination, just walking. And like, I love that too, but like sometimes it's like mundane and it's like, gotta feels go like for, a it chore. Feels, yeah. feels like a chore. It feels like exercising, right? But, if if there was like, I would love if, if there was a coffee spot that I could walk to, right? You so know, it feels what I like mean? you're accomplishing something too, right? And then it's like, okay, you know what? I'll wake up and I'll I'll walk to this coffee store, right? And I'll sit down and I'll have a cup of coffee and like maybe I'll bring my phone, maybe I'll leave it at home, maybe I'll bring um like paper sudokus. I like those. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. something to do. They're just, like, hang out, have a coffee, whatever. But then, like, maybe I'll, I'll want to bring my, my laptop or, like, to, like, you know, look at yesterday's news or, like, today's morning news. You know, something like that. Um, If it just, like, hang out and chill and then walk back. And here's the thing. It's just, like, a thing to do every day and it's good for you and it's... Gets you outside, gets you out of your seat. And it's good long-term. It's good habits to have. But I also I want to I... live in the middle of nowhere, so... Right. I mean, dude, sometimes those are the best walks, though. Like, even if, like, you don't have a, a shop or something to go to, like, a, a short hike on a trail would be awesome. Like, just yeah. be, being out in nature instead of just, yeah, like, walking true. down streets and seeing the same houses. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But, dude, so that, that baseball thing I sent you where it was, like, the daily roulette of, like, the squares and stuff, that would yeah. be the perfect thing for me to just do my daily baseball um reference thing and go get a coffee and, like, start my day. Yep, 100%. I just, my biggest problem is, like, I, it's so hard for me to, like, get out of bed, dude. Like, and it's not even because, like, I don't want to be, like, oh, I don't want to do life. It's me just being, like, I just want to sleep. Like, feeling, sleeping feels good, and I'm not ready to get up. And I just, the whole process like, of me Like, 30 more minutes could always be really nice. Yes, dude. And then 30 minutes goes by, and you're like, fuck, I still don't want to get up. But, like, 
now right. I have to, and I'm starting my day 30 minutes late, and I'm still tired. So if I just had like a 7.15, like it's get out of bed, force myself, that's what that's I need the, to get to. That's what it comes down to, bro. It's right. do you want to or do you not want to? And the thing that you have to remind yourself every day is that future you is going to be so happy that you got out of bed. Yep. And vice versa, like later on in the day, if you don't get out of bed, you might even feel worse than like baseline because you'll be like, you'll be like, damn, dude, like not because I hear not only are you going to feel shittier, but you're going to be like, damn, I would have felt a lot better if I would have just got my ass up this morning. Yep. And dude, sleeping in never makes me feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I got my sleep in i'm i'm energized and rejuvenated like sleeping in especially after like a hangover always gives me crippling anxiety and i'm just always just as tired yeah it's rare that i have like nothing to do when i can afford to just sleep in without being anxious about what i'm not doing yeah even if it's like especially on the weekends and i have nothing to do if i sleep in and i wake up and it's like already 10 30 11 o'clock i'm like Fuck, dude, I kind of missed already, like, missed half my day pretty much on yeah, the two days that the I thing. have off. Right, it's like, if I don't have anything that I need to do, which is, like, for work, which is the worst way to think about life, it's like, okay, now is my time to do things that I want to do, and now I'm just wasting that time. Right, exactly. So, that's the whole, that's the whole, I, I guess we'll, I'll keep myself accountable on, on the pod every week. I'll give updates on my See how Becoming we do. a morning person, yeah. Schedule. Because once get I do it habits. for two or three months, dude, I'll be fine. Like it won't even feel like, you know, I have to do this. Like it'll just be my daily routine, and I'll I'll just be used to it. But that's right. That's exactly how it is. Um, there's a book that I want to read. Atomic Habits. I want to say is the title of it, or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, it's all about like how to create atomic habits, like really good habits. Like it's like. You make it uh, make it easy, right? So, like, putting your phone on the other side of the room, like, that's one way to make it easy for you to get up, right? Like, right. that's, like, it's, like, that kind of thing, right? Um, or just, like, you know, put it, like, in front of you, like, whatever you, whatever habit you want to form, like, make it, like, just make it more accessible. Uh, make it attractive. Um, so, do whatever, whatever that means for you. Um, and there's two other things. I can't think of them right now. Um, but then you just, you know, it's like ways to just like make small progress. And like, as long as you make a little bit of progress, you'll be Gucci. Yeah. There's a story about this dude who, um, he was like, all right, like, I want to go to the gym. Like I'm, I'm fat. I need to go to the gym. I wanted to be really good at it. So I'm going to go and I'm going to go for five minutes only. And then I'm going home. And people are like, why? why? Like, if you're there for five minutes, why not just stay and do a workout? And he was like, because I'm just making it a habit of going like every going, single day. I'm going to go there. only for five minutes. And even if I want to stay longer, I'm going to leave after five minutes. I'm going to do that for a while just so that I get into the habit of this is what I do. Like I, I you know, whatever time of the day, right? Like I go there for, or any time of the day, I go there for five minutes at least. Right. And then down the line, it's like, okay, now this is something a lot easier for me to do. That's actually smart to think about it too, because like, I don't know when I first start going back into the gym, like the first week I need is to get always back in. the hardest. Yeah, me too. I know. Dude. It's I've just like haven't the time that I have to myself, not even to myself, just like when I'm not working or doing something that requires like my attention. Yeah, like, this like Wednesday night podcast is like some time that I have to myself. And then anytime after five, basically, Maggie and I have time to do stuff. And it's like 
I mean, she's really good. She's a fucking beast at it. She makes it a priority. She's in the gym every yep. day, like on her diet shit and just being really good. But for me, I'm like, damn, dude, I could go to the gym for an hour and a half or I could like get some time on my Xbox and do like stuff that I really want to be doing. Cause like going to the gym just always feels like a chore for me. That's but, why like, I like to do it early is wake up, get it out of the way. It's done. I'm not going to wake up and play Diablo. Right. Not yeah. like, not like I'm not going to wake up and do that for an hour before work. You know what before, I mean? Right. Right. I'm not going to set an alarm to do that, but like wake up, hit the gym in the morning. It's like you start your day feeling amazing. Yeah. Maybe that. And then I could just be like, ah, if I don't feel like going to the gym today, I'll just get up and do my, my coffee <clears> walk <throat> or something. So it's like still forces me to get up. Cause then I'm like, ah, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym. I guess I can sleep for another two hours. Yeah. <clears throat> but you don't even need that much time in the gym. No, I'm just very bad at like, like my whole mindset, I can go to the gym for like three months straight, five days a week. But if I'm not seeing like progress, then I'm just like, well, what the fuck is the point? But like, you can't have that mindset. And I'm, it's very hard for me to break out of that mindset. Yeah. First of all, you can't have that mindset because it's not about seeing progress necessarily. It's about feeling progress and like feeling stronger yeah. and feeling like your body is more able, you know? Um but also a lot of it comes down to your diet. Yeah. Like a lot that's... of gains or like if you're trying to cut a lot of cutting, like a, it's so much of it is diet related. It's like 85% diet, dude. Yeah. It's, it's and crazy. if you really if you really want to see changes then like you really need to hone in on your diet. Yeah. Which like I'm I don't so do. I'm, I'm just saying so that's what you have that, to do. Dude. Yeah. That that is for sure the hardest thing for me to do because I one I don't eat like I eat healthier stuff. I just don't eat well, as in, like, consistently I'm having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, sometimes I'll go yeah. until 3 p.m. before I eat anything. And then yeah. sometimes, like, 9 p.m. to 12. Last night, I literally, the Yanks are playing in Oakland, so I stayed up for the game, and it didn't end until, like, 1230. And then after that, I was like, I can't fall asleep. So I threw on some Bob to Sports, and I'm like, damn, I can munch out right now. And I just, like, walked mm -hmm. downstairs at 1 a.m. and just, like, cleaned half a thing of fucking pineapple. And I was like, I didn't need to do that to myself. Granted, pineapple's not the worst thing to eat, but it's not always right. like that. Sometimes it's goldfish. Sometimes it's, like, ice cream. Sometimes For me, it's, it's always bad. Yeah. I munch hard, and it's always bad. Yeah, dude. I, if I could eliminate the munching, oh, boy. I look mean. If but I, I can eliminate the munching from, like, I can munch out in, but during it's the tough. day and stuff, but from nine, like, late at night is when I really munch out. Yeah. Have worst. you ever tracked what you ate? Yeah, when I started this year for, like, pretty much up until March, from January to March, when I was in the gym, like, every day, I was tracking all my meals and stuff. But, like, even then, like, I feel like I didn't have the correct, like, direction in how to track. Like, I was tracking it, but I didn't know, like... You know, I did one of those apps where it tells you how much protein and stuff you need based off of what you want and like how much you weigh. And yeah. Stuff. But after yeah. that, I was like, ah, dude, I don't know. Like, I just I don't want to have to track like 15 goldfish. Like if I have a handful of goldfish or M&Ms, got to track Agreed. that. And like that shit Agreed. adds up. And I'm just like, it just becomes a chore. Like everything just feels like it becomes a chore after a while. Yeah. So here's my thing. I did I, I did track mine for like a little bit. Not a lot. Uh, not, probably not even a week because I'm a bum. Right. But. Like, so I got this app and I customized it. I like added food that I buy regularly. This is when I was, when I'm being like strict with my diet. Right. And I'm like, I'm waking up, I'm eating a good meal for breakfast, like eggs and an orange. And then I'm eating, you know, my ground beef at lunch. And then I'm having meat and a fruit and like avocado for dinner. Right. Right. That's easy to track. 
and even like small meals are easy to track but it gets so complex like over the grand scheme of things you're like man i really just can't keep track of this but something that i realized is like with all that all the munching stuff it's basically just like calories and shit and it's like nothing that really matters right right like it's not like like your you're not protein knocking off your and protein like your saturated fat and or... stuff like that right. right right and really protein is like the number one thing i think that matters yeah and the worst for me dude was like I, like once a week like i'll probably get chick-fil-a once a week for lunch randomly like it's usually fridays because i use this like my end of week treat but like yeah. yesterday i uh on my lunch break i went to the bike shop and dropped off my bike for them to put the part in for me and on my way home i was like yeah chick-fil-a's on the way home like i haven't eaten yet let me stop in there and when I was tracking my food, like I would track like the meal that I get at Chick-fil-A and yeah. it would be like, all right, you have 400 calories for the rest of the day. Like that's all you're allowed to eat. And I was like, damn, bro, what the fuck? Like you don't realize like a Chick-fil-A meal is like almost 2000 calories, dude. And it's like, all right, yeah. well, I still need to eat all this protein and stuff, but I can only have it in 400 cal. Like, all right, I guess I'll just like starve, not track my next meal or whatever. And it was just like didn't never worked out for me yeah calories are a bad way to look at stuff they're good like if you want to lose weight but i imagine you don't really want to lose too much weight no i mean maybe like, like five to ten pounds but you, yeah, I could do but that like, by taking <clears throat> shit yeah i feel like you should be more focused just on like getting protein and stuff right yeah that's what i was like that was like when you customize your thing on the app it's pretty much like what do you want to do like are you looking to cut are you looking to build mass and i was just like i'm just looking for some definition like i'm at a weight where i'm not like oh i'm overweight like i'm probably right. on the average american line of weight for my age and size but um, i'm probably a thick boy for mine i mean dude i'm at like 140 or 140 jesus christ like 184 185 pounds right now during the yeah. wedding in mexico i was up to like 190 but before this kid, I was 200, which was good because, dude, so I weighed myself 200. I was like 215 in August last year. That's pretty solid. And like, I didn't even know I was trying to lose weight. I didn't even know that I lost that much weight. Yeah, because I mean, unless you're tracking every day, you don't really feel like weight loss right. or weight gain, right. you know? Um, That's pretty solid, though, dude. I feel like the for like. I mean, you were you and I are pretty much the same same height. So like between that one eighty five and like two ten range is pretty average for a male in our time of life. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like I remember, I was like, dude, even up until like a year ago, I was sitting like one fifty five, one sixty, and then I don't know, I just started eating like a lot more. Like in college, I didn't eat as much as i do now obviously because one Facts. couldn't afford to and two it was just like a stupid college kid so i was just like ah i could get beer or i could eat <laughs> let's get beer right right i'll take a 12 pack <laughs> yeah and a g and a g <laughs> mayo here's a bunch of quarters let's split <laughs> penny and i want to <laughs> split a g. <laughs> um we got a bunch of stuff on the dock if you want to get into that yeah let's get after it you want to talk about um what do you want to talk about uh what do we have any like breaking news that we should cover oh you want to talk about the no. submarine shit at all sure that's pretty crazy dude that's yeah. terrifying man <clears throat> i don't know i think that i think it was like on purpose like i don't think it was an accident i'm i'm a big conspiracy guy though 
Yeah, it kind of hit me the other day, too, where I was, like, I was following the story and whatever, and then when, like, the news broke that it, like, you know, was it imploded and everybody was gone, I was, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's a little sketchy how, like, everybody on that submarine was, like, a billionaire and also, like, connected yeah. to some of the people on the old Titanic, and I was, like, yeah. what are chances? But then I saw, you know, and Mr. Beast? And connected to the Rothschilds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know uh you know Mr. Beast is? I've heard of him. He's like super famous YouTuber, shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah, he posted, yeah. He posted a screenshot of a message that he got like a week before this the submarine went down, and it was like hit like basically an invitation to go on the submarine. And he yeah. was like, That's pretty fucking scary that I could have been on that, like just randomly. Yeah. Not yeah. randomly, it was on purpose. That means that they want him dead. Yeah, that's true, I guess, but, I that, mean... This was just a um, way for him to volunteer to be dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, I'm getting... Did you see the video where it was, like, an inside... Like, it gave you an inside view and, like, look onto the submarine and what, like, everything was? It was literally a propane tank controlled by a fucking Xbox controller. Not even Xbox. It was, like, it was like PS2. Logitech, actually. Booty uh, cheeks, I, dude. No I, thanks. One, yeah, dude. I think I'm it was planned, bro. Like that, that. W- it wasn't an accident. There's no accident about that. That was meant to happen. Yeah, and the the whole thing. Like I said this in the chat the other day, but like that had the whole world's eyes for like how many days? Like how what, many? What days? were we distracted Wait, wh- from? And here's the thing, dude. Lex was like, or maybe it wasn't Lex. Maybe it was somebody else. But they were like looking at the timeline, and they were like, it it doesn't make any sense the way that they were like you know Sunday they were like oh yeah you know they might have gone missing and then Monday was like they only have like so many hours worth of air and then like by Thursday they're like oh yeah it's dead and it imploded like didn't we already like if they only had that much air how do we not know they're already dead like what's what's right. the scoop right I saw a rec- uh, like a video recreating the implosion too and apparently it happens in like a blink of an eye. So, I mean, it's good that, you know, that it was a painless death. But they were probably already dead by then. They probably suffocated. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, dude, that's the worst way to go out. I feel like. Would you rather suffocate and drown? Would you rather drown than suffocate? I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, but. An ex-NFL quarterback just drowned in Florida. I saw that, dude. He was like 35 or something I didn't see too many details, dude. A lot of people dying. Why are we talking about all this death? This know, is this dude. is your idea, dude. You're like, let's talk about. Th-. I said, I said, what do you want to talk about? And you said, I want to talk about Death. dead people. <laughs> Speaking of dead people, um, Flatbush Zombies just announced their like iconic mixtape, "Better Off Dead," is coming to streaming platforms on September 15th, I believe. Ooh, um, which is exciting. I'll give them that. It's one of my favorite projects of all time. Like, I really want the vinyl for it. It's impossible to find, but let us get some of that new shit, dude. Come on. It's been fucking. Come on. 2018 was their last album. I mean, they have given us a lot of new music since then, whether it be like the Escape from New York project with all them other guys. But also, they've all been putting out singles. Bunch of singles. They put out that little like LP EP thing, like six track EP in 2020. But like, bro, nothing. It's better than a full blown zombie album. Come on now. I was thinking about that about J. Cole the other day. I was like, I feel like uh, I would like. He's on one. He's. I feel like he might drop before the end of the year. I wouldn't be surprised. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, almost three years, dude. I texted Austin the other day and I was like, I don't know what made me think of it, but I was like, dude, could really go for a new Eminem album. What that boy doing? <laughs> it's been it's been a minute for him. Twenty twenty was his last album. Yeah, 
Yeah, you might get one from him. That would be um, pretty sweet. Did you see Theo Vaughn said that little dickie's stealing his jokes? Yeah, did you see what joke he was talking about? No, I didn't. I didn't see a clip long enough, and I didn't do, look into it. Do you remember that episode with Trippy Red where he like they took his nephew like shopping and they bought him that wooden shirt? Yes. So apparently, Theo Vaughn on Joe Rogan years ago like told a story about some guy in his hometown that was like making wooden shirts and stuff, and then like they Dave dropped that episode with the wooden shirt. So I was like, ah, I I love Theo Vaughn, but like you're kind of reaching with that dude, like what you invented wooden shirts and like the idea of wooden shirts. Like they didn't, Dave didn't rip off that, that idea like at all. I saw the clip cause somebody in the comments of that video posted, like what, what specifically is he talking about? And they posted that video and it was Tio talking about the story. And then Dave seen with the wooden shirt. So I was like, Oh, that's a reach. That is a know. reach. <clears throat> I feel like he's flattering himself a little bit. Like you think that Dave took that from this clip of a thing that you said once. Like I bet, I bet you, Little Diggy's never even seen that clip, right? And th- I'm sure that's not the only guy in fucking America that makes wooden shirts. Yeah, right. It's just like a funny maybe he's come across wooden idea. shirts like in in the past, right? And he's like, oh, that that would be funny to incorporate into my show. I think Little Dicky's too smart. Like he's too funny to begin with to be ripping off other people's jokes. Like he doesn't need to do that. He's already funny to begin with. Yeah, yeah. He's dropping. Did you see he's dropping a a soundtrack for Dave? Like all the songs that have been in the show, he's making an album out of it and dropping it. That's good. Yeah, and then he's dropping like an actual little Dicky project. He posted about it the other day. He was like, "I've been listening to y'all." He's like, "I'm I'm working on this, Dave. Like I've got most of these songs are full songs. I'm just working on like maxing, mastering, and mixing them and putting them out." And then he said, "And then you're getting some real little Dicky shit. Like, don't worry." I was like, "That's cool. It's been." mad long since little dicky's last product dude we were freshmen yeah. in college the last time he dropped i know i know That's and like his shit's still about. good dude like i still listen yeah. to, to little dicky actually came yeah. on in the car the other day and Lex was like this little dicky and i was like yep yeah his songs are good dude save that money is yeah. obviously like iconic but uh what's that one let me freak i think is my favorite let little me freak song. is money yeah um there's a lot of good ones that album that whole album's money professional rapper the one with snoop yes yeah, that's a good ass song. Um, what's that other one? Oh, too high. That one is too so high. Is great. Dude. Pillow talkings on that one. Yep. Um, a white crime is on there. That that's white what was crime. on the other day. It was funny. Um, what's the other one? Classic male pregame. Classic male pregame. Uh, personality with T Pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a lot of good tunes, dude. So. I'm excited to get some new Lil Dicky. Yeah, me too. It's just like funny, like, you know, you don't have to listen too hard, but like he also spits crazy bars too. Yeah. Um, what else we got on this doc? Um, New York City's cracking down on wood and fire cold pizza joints. Why? Wood and coal fired pizza joints saying they need to cut their emissions. Are you and that's yeah, piss all the way dude, off, brother? Are you kidding me? That's so people are so dumb, bro. Like, how do you even believe that? Like, we're cutting our emissions <clears> by uh, cutting down on the pizza that's made on. Yeah, fuck off, dude. What about all these factories top. and companies and all the and all like the people driving cars and stuff like that and yeah, trucks? Is, that's the whole thing. Like, that's reroute I get the, the traffic. Whole... Give 
force traffic to go a different way if you want less emissions, dude. Yeah, Think about dude. all the like the transportation stuff that's going in and out of New York. Oh, but yeah, they really can't regulate, because they're doing pickups in New York, I guess. Regulate some of these large companies that are just dumping fucking smoke into the day, day in and day out, dude. Exactly. Like, So that's going to go hand in hand with our next one. In the EU, they're like a bunch of different countries are like really targeting beef as like the, gape, the scapegoat for emissions. And it's like there's other industries that emit way more than the beef industry, but it's like energy and pharmaceuticals and manufacturing right like and they have a bunch of money and they've lobbyists so like they're nobody's going after them they're going to go after the people that have nobody to defend themselves first and it's the farmers in the netherlands i think the now the largest political party is like this farmer party that started in 2019 how dope would that be if that happened in america that that it never would because our political system's flawed as fuck but that's awesome but dude it, it like low-key could if you had enough money that you could like get your name out there especially with tiktok and stuff like that you could like start and like do a tour like have a guy right and be like we're the fucking farmers of america we're the fucking backbone of this without us farming you guys ain't got shit you got that fake that was just approved lab that that they make out of fucking cells that multiply like cancer that's that's the only reason i can grow so fast it's like they're like cancer cells dude and it's like Normal cells don't grow that fast. That's why you got to wait years for a calf to grow into a cow before you can eat it. Right. And that's why you but that one like cow is going to feed your family for the whole year, probably. Right? Yeah. And no, we're just going to use these fucking cancerous cells to real quick make some easy meat in the lab. And it's going to cost so much more than real meat. It's going to be like 40 bucks for a pound at the grocery store. And burgers at restaurants are estimated to be like a hundred bucks. Dude, I I hate the way that like and the emissions are going to be so much worse, and it's going to take up so much like water, so much more well, water, and that's like the whole thing. Thank God on they're cast. cutting down on pizza, dude. Right, dude, it's ridiculous. It's just the whole thing of going after the small guys because they can't defend themselves. Right, and, and it then would they'll be... just go in there and shut them down, and they won't be able. They won't have the money to defend it. That's the thing, dude. Because they're not the yeah. government. It's it would so, be so it's so terrible. It would be so dope to see like a third like a farmers party like that, but like think about like what is stacked against stacked against them in our political system, dude. Like like what's the biggest third party now? I couldn't even name it. Like the Green Party or something like that. I don't even Maybe. know. Maybe. There's just no chance for anybody outside of Democrats or Republicans to have any chance at like being I mean, local governments, yes, obviously, but like at the federal level, dude, no shot. And that's not going to change unless some like something very drastic happens. That's why okay, I don't how vote, about this? Dude. How about this? All the farmers across America, they form a, they conspire to do this together, right? They form like a union type deal and they go on strike. And now nobody's eaten. The farmers could just easily kill off the population of the planet. They really want right. to. So how about they go on strike and then they're like, all right, look, without us, you guys are nothing. Now can we have some respect in making the laws here? Yeah, that. I mean, that might actually be what it takes to do that. It's just a giant strike where we're everyone's going to have to suffer like crazy inflated prices on food until our government's like, all right, Jesus Christ. It's no, you don't even need the government though. Cause you, you could just be like, well, yeah, I, I meant that as like general, like you know, political 
people in the United States being like, all right, you know, maybe we should give these guys some leg room, a, a seat at the table, because we're going to be fucked if we don't. Yeah. I don't I know, the, dude. I hate the two-party system, dude. Like, it is, you know, you learn about it in school, and you're like, oh, yeah, democracy, blah, blah, blah. But it's anything <coughs> but, like, political freedom in this oh, country, Oh, yeah, bro. dude, there's no freedom anything here. But, no. It's the illusion of. Yeah. It's crazy, and, like, just the amount of people you see that are just, like, blind to it is pretty scary. Yeah. Like, the people that just blindly support a party because that's what they because identify as. Because they're so as. deep in it. Yeah, that's yeah, what they dude. identify as, and they're so, like, entrenched in that life. Yep, it's really scary. That it becomes a part of their personality, and, like, you can't tell somebody that, like, what they, like, what's a part of their personality isn't real. Right. Like, could you imagine, like, that's like somebody coming to me and being like, yeah, no, nah, Mac Miller wasn't real. He was actually just like a made-up simulation. He doesn't exist. All those videos of him are AI. We were just like testing it's it out, fake. seeing how it works. It's it's all fake. He doesn't exist. And you're like, what about all like the now that he's like passed? Like, what about all like the Mac Miller like ceremonies and like stuff like that's going? On? Yeah, no, it's all fake. Everything's fake. We Truman showed you. Like, no, not even that. Just yeah, like Mac Miller, like, that entire experience was fake. I'm like, nah, bro, you're crazy. There's no way it's fake, dude. Like. Well, that's a scary thing nowadays, dude. It's like it's it's getting really hard to tell what's fake and what's not. And or what if they were like, no, actually, we just like planted those memories into everybody's brain. We put those memories in like this chemical that we sprayed technology. into the air, and now everybody thought that Mac Miller was real. And look, you guys all believe that Mac Miller was like a real thing. We're just Brick trying Park to control the mass. booming, dude. They're they're doing so much shit for this guy. He wasn't real. We put that in your brain. Could you imagine? Tell me they can't do that. Oh, they, they're easily... Dude, if they can grow fucking meat in a lab, they can do shit like that. Yeah. That's pretty scary. Terrifying. Um, but, also, but also, you can't really just, like, think about that all the time, because then you'll just no. never be... Here's Here, I got one for you. All right. So there's this new theory. That, well, I guess it's not a new theory, but it's a theory that's new to me. I just saw, I think, yesterday for the first time. And I found a documentary that I want to watch on. It's, like, an hour long. So I'll, more to report. But... The, the gist of the theory is about every 12,000 years, the north and south poles shift a little bit and cause like a, like a pretty much like a mass extinction that like resets the earth kind of. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we're at we're at 12,000 years. So it's about time. I mean, dude, that's the whole like theory behind like ancient civilizations. Like there's there's theories right. that humans have gotten to this point, like evolution and technological advancement but something wipes them out and then it's just like a reset button yes dude that's why i'm I gonna think send so- you i'm gonna send you some stuff on it to check out yeah send me that doc because i would for sure watch that i love watching shit like that but um that's why like simulation theory to me is like i think it makes the most sense dude like what if we're just a game of sim like somebody's game of sims basically and it's like all right we're starting a new server reset well because it if you can like look back at history, actually, you know what? I have the documentary up right now. I'm going to share my screen because we can do this here. All right, you see this? Um, it's loading in, and yes, I can. All right, major cycle every twelve thousand years. This was twelve thousand ago. Twenty four, thirty six, forty eight, sixty, seventy two. Right? That's like every Damn, twelve thousand years. I don't even years. know. Have I've never heard of any of these like like events that's why that's why you do this you watch this hour and a half video about it oh the noah half cycle and then these are like little mini ones 
Damn, Noah, the story of Noah and his ark was only 6,000 years ago? Yeah, apparently that's what they're saying. And this 1,500-year Dan's guard, I don't know what that's all about. Damn, that's crazy. What's the quarter harmonic? What's that say underneath? I don't know. Dan's guard. Dan's guard, Oshker, slash bond cycle. But... I was looking at a bunch of stuff on So are we like exactly at 12,000 years or is it like, you know, we're 200 years away from? Uh, I think we're probably like pretty close, but it's like give or take. They can't be exact. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, I'll send you this link. So it's the flipping of Earth's magnetic poles together with a drop in solar activity 42,000 years ago. And then it has them here, wow. right? The same ones. Gothenburg, Lake Mungo, Mono Lake, Last Champ, Vostok, Greenland, Tobu. See, but it's like, these are like estimates, right? So this one's not, like, in, in this YouTube video, it said 48,000, I believe, for this one. Right? Wow. Old Last Champ, 48,000. But then here... It has last champ is forty to forty seven thousand. So they're estimates, right? And so the one twelve thousand years ago, global disaster. What's Eurasia? Oh, Europe just and these, Asia. Okay. This is like the area that got extinct. Europe and Asia got extinct. Damn, and then so it looks North like North America. And then global disaster. And then just Australia got wiped out. And then global disaster. So the last one was a global disaster, so maybe we'll be good. No, this one seems just, like it's going to fuck everybody. No, yeah, this I don't know. This one might be pretty bad. First time back-to-back global disaster. Oh, uh, <laughs> the U.S. back-to-back, like the US back-to-back <laughs> champs. Now it's <laughs> whatever these two generations are, we're back-to-back global disaster global champs. Global disasters. 12,000 years ago, so humans, humans were around then, right? Apparently. Maybe. Yeah. I th- Neanderthals. Yeah, dude. Damn, that must have been they must have been shitting bricks, dude. I mean Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not like they lived to tell a story, but That's crazy. A global disaster some of them had to live like live through it because we're still here, you know what I mean? Like our species didn't go extinct. Alright. I'm gonna read this. Every 12,000 years or thereabouts, our planet suffers a magnetic excursion during which its north and south magnetic poles wander and eventually flip. This process results in a waning of Earth's magnetosphere, which turns into, which turn, which in turn fuels serious climatic events and mid-level extinction events on the ground. And this is like supposed to be like our poles shifting from 1600 to 2015. And I don't really understand this video, but apparently they're moving. I don't know well, how yeah, look or where, where. Look where. Look where they are. I don't know where that first one is, but it's definitely different in the second picture. I guess one of these is the North Pole. One of these is the South Pole. I don't know. Um, Damn. So I think this is important. In the mid-1800s, after millennia of stability, the field began waning and has been doing so ever since. Accelerated losses were officially reported as 10% in the year 2000. So it's like 10% from the mid-1800s to 2000. Then, a decade later, 
fifteen percent, so an extra another five percent. Um, and then 2015 and 2017 were announced to the world in 2020, 2021, and there were detected significant shifts. Well, dude, yeah, look at it from it went up five percent in ten years compared yeah. to what ten percent in two hundred years. That's crazy. Or like one fifty because it says mid eighteen hundreds. Damn. Um. Yeah. So it might be like a mixture of like yeah. We're going to be like, this is like a natural occurring thing, right? But then at the same time, it's like, we're just like making it a lot quicker. Yeah, we're accelerating the process. Yeah. A lot of, a lot um, of death talk on this. So, time. hey, hey, hey. So, so to bring it back, right? This is why, who gives a shit? Dude, we're all going to be dead. So we should just like live for today, live in the present moment, enjoy the people that you're with, and then, you know, say the things that you want to say. Because, dude, we're all going to be dead. Do you think, like, Elon Musk knows it's going to happen within the next, like, 20 years, and that's why he's trying to get the fuck off the planet? Maybe. He's got some, like, insider info from the elites. They're like, yeah, we're going to be out of here. You're a billionaire super smart. But maybe they're like, dude, we, we only need to go for, like, 20 years or, like, 10 years. You know what I mean? Right. And then we can Just go back. live on Mars for 20 years and... That's going to that be crazy, be awesome. too, because, like, everything on planet Earth is going to be gone, so you're pretty much starting from gone, scratch. maybe, but then also, like, grown in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's also, that might be why they have, like, crazy bunkers in the ground, like, under Denver's airport and stuff like that. They have, like, these huge bunkers. Maybe, might not be a bad time to invest in, a, like, a bunker. Yeah. Get Get a little, like, electrical plug, bring your Xbox down there, dude, you'll be all right. <laughs> I could play Diablo for the next twenty years. I'll be fine. What would you put in your bunker? Besides, like the necessary, like supplies. Yeah, you got enough food. Got enough food. Do I have like a toilet? You can or shit something? and shower. You have sewer. I have sewer for as long as it works. Yep, for as long as it works. We'll give you solar. All right, solar energy. Um, I'm bringing like, are we talking just like personal items or like stuff that I would like my bed? What would does that count? No, or are it's we just already assuming stocked. We have stuff? It's like an Airbnb. Oh, okay. Um, I'm probably but it's underground. Bringing, I'm definitely bringing my Xbox, um, my record player, and all my music. Um, yeah, record player and music is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel like probably like art supplies or like stuff to paint with or something yeah. like that dude i'm bringing hella books yeah i'll probably bring a bunch of books because like if i don't have you know if the earth is getting devastated i'm not gonna have internet so correct no internet so how do i find things nothing. out dude yeah yeah definitely gonna have to bring some books um probably a weapon like a gun probably multiple guns yeah mostly just for fun yeah because it's like you know, I'll, I'll, I'll build a little shooting. But here's range the thing: once everything's not dead, you're gonna have to go like you're gonna be on your own fighting for your life, or like with your family, but like fighting for your life. You know what I right. mean? You're gonna be like right. a Native American. Yeah, you're gonna have to definitely like stock up for like a year. I would say on food, like canned food, and like ration it out, and make sure you're not overeating and stuff. Wait a year, then I hit the surface and I start being like, "All right, what's good up here? What's the stitch?" Yeah. 
Low you key? might never get out. Yeah, that would suck. But like, what if there's like an avalanche and you're trapped under 200 feet of snow? Yeah. What if you have to? Yeah, dude. What if you come back like up? Like you're and it's never a getting ice out of age. Like if you're under like too much snow, there's no chance you're getting out of it. You know what I mean? Unless you have a torch. Mm. Well, no, because then it's just gonna keep all caving in. But yeah, probably be there for a minute. I a flamethrower. I bring in a, one of Elon Musk's flamethrowers, and if I ever find myself in that situation, yeah. But I'm here's the thing: you're not thing even gonna just... be able to get your door open. Don't you want your door to open out? You don't want it to open in. I'm going to have it open both ways. Oh, a swing door. That sounds terrible. Yeah, so then I can swing it open, and if it's locked, I'll just be like, all right, let's see what's up there, and let it fucking flop down and see what falls down. Okay, fine. But if it opens both ways, that's fine. But I need a second thing that will keep it from falling in. Like, I need, like, a, a super heavy lock. Like, a second door. That's, like, a lock. You know what I mean? Like a screen to keep shit from falling down? Maybe. Or like a jail cell. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I <laughs> like, don't. Like bars. Like bars oh, that would okay, like close yeah, like over window. the door. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like a second door. Yeah. You don't want any like, like a heavy metal going. Right. Yeah. We should. And I need, cause like I need it to like also not collapse in on me. That's my fear. If it can come down, I need it to not collapse in on me. So double door for sure. And the second one's going to have to open in. But the first one can open both ways if you want. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe find a way to build some windows. Mm, underground. Listen, you build a window, you dig out, and then up. You wait it out. You're going to get natural sunlight for a little bit. At least a little. Yeah, that's true. What if you, yeah, you could just build, like, sunroofs in the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> in the bitch. <laughs> And then you can get, like, real sunlight. That would be so good for you. We should go And Habs you would in. know if it's safe to get out. Or, yeah, like, if there's a lot of snow coming, right? you would know ahead of time. Yeah. Look at that, dude. Prepare All right, yourself. we need a sunroof in here. <laughs> what do they call them? You know when houses and they have the fucking the window Skylight? on the roof? Skylights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> window units. <laughs> <in their> cars. <laughs> they have window units in their roofs. <laughs> in their windows in their roofs. <laughs> Dude, we we need to go halves in on a uh, crazy like Armageddon bunker. So then, like you know, twelve all hours right. out, the news is like we're all fucked. I'm gonna be like, all right, Kenny, let's fucking meet up at our spot, bring our doggos. Where's we'll it gonna fucking... be? Hmm, good question. I feel like maybe somewhere out in the desert is probably the best spot. You think desert? Oh, actually, that might be hard to like build a bunker in. So I don't know. Maybe out in the out in a mountain somewhere, like in the side of. A I'd cave. be afraid of the desert just because, like, look at the Grand Canyon and like that thing used to be completely underwater. So like, when there's a crazy world changing event, it might still it might That's go back true. underwater. That's true, uh, dude. Even people in bunkers might be fucked because how do you even know? Like, what if the fucking plates in the earth break or something, and then you're well, fucked. The, yeah, yeah. Well, then you're everybody else is already dead. So at least you gave it your best shot. Yeah, but then you're, like, dying in the worst way possible, dude. You're starving in a bunker you can't get out of, like, contemplating eating each other. All right, dude. Hey, I love you, but if you die first, you I'm said bring a weapon, right? Yeah. You can all kill yourself or bring enough drugs you can kill everybody. True. Go out, so, you... like, some cult or something. They did that. The gay guys did that in Last of Us. Yeah. But right, they both took they, they both old. took all those pills together, and they were like, "We're gonna." And the one guy, well, the older dude got bit, didn't he? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The older guy got bit, and he was like, "Dude, I need to die. Like, you, you're good. Like, keep living." Blah blah blah. And then they both died together. Yeah, that was a good episode. I forgot about that one. They're eating like, strawberries. See, so, like, that's a that's a good way to be like, all right, you know what? We're not getting out of this. We'll live until we can't anymore. Like, let's enjoy the rest of our lives while we can, and then we'll all die together. You and I were living in a bunker together, and we were in that situation. Be like, all right, dude, let's hit the sticks one more time. Best of three on FIFA. <laughs> yeah. If we if we split, I'd be like, all right, let's call it. Let's call it at one and one. <laughs> yeah. You'd, we could both die at peace. That's the only time I would I would uh, not try I'll to split. beat you, though. Other than that, I'd be like, no, nah, let's run Just it. Just don't tell my mom. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. It's like, if you have a bunker... Who do you tell and who don't you tell? Yeah. Because there's only so much food, right? But, like, you, you just want to let the rest like of your a, family die? Or or do you build a massive fucking bunker, like a fallout shelter, and just bring, like, a little community? Make it a little underground community. Like, 200 people. But it's, like, a huge fucking bunker. I bet if you dug deep enough... And made it like a cave. You could like live and like grow stuff to eat in a cave. Yeah, dude. Imagine if it was just like the Denver airport size bunker, like underground. Yeah. Because like there are places where there's like caves that are like, they have waterfalls and ecosystems and it's like within the caves. Yeah. Like I feel like I've seen it talked about before that like those exist right now. And it's like find something like that where you can still start another little community. But you'd have to it'd have to be like a man made one because obviously if they they already exist somebody already knows about it, right? You or need to be a secret. There's ones that exist that we don't know about. You've stumbled. We'd have upon to find them. One day. I don't think I'm going to stumble upon one of those. <laughs> it's three miles underground. Yeah, dude, still haven't seen shit down here. Uh, bunker life sounds miserable though. Maybe. Maybe I mean, not. it's it's better than it's better than being in a catastrophic fucking event but you know after like two months or something i'll be like damn i kind of wish i could go touch grass yeah it would be easier to be born in a bunker and have a bunker life than like experience life like joel in last of us how he was like oh remember ellie was like what was it like before this yeah like all ellie knows is the fucking zombie life or you know but joel was like well i could be sitting on my couch with my daughter playing nintendo or watching a movie but now i'm shoveling dead bodies into a fire for a living yeah that's true that's true that's why it's like is it even worth it yeah dude like do you want to be alive that bad i mean i get it's like human instinct to survive and stuff but after knowing what you had and what you what you have now like after an event like that like what's even the point you're like damn and you don't know how you life doesn't go back to normal, dude. Like you no, come out and life is you're that. a savage, bro. Like you're a savage until you're dead. Yeah, it's like Jerry from uh the original Rick timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Savage Jerry. Yep. Until he grows too old and then he dies. Right. But lucky for him, it's a cartoon, so he doesn't age. <laughs> <laughs> that lucky fuck. <laughs> what else we got um we got some sports stuff but i know it's eight o'clock let's go 
15 more minutes. Okay, 15 more minutes. Yeah. Uh, let's do soccer. If something happens to Man City with all this financial bullshit, you know how we talked before about me finding a new team? Yeah. Gonna be Burnley. Burnley? Yeah, J.J. Watts, an owner. J.J. Watts, an owner. And he's like, dude, the people here are awesome. Like, I love the people of Burnley. It's like a small town. Obviously, they've never been great, but, like, they love their team. They have so much pride. And, like, every single person I meet is just like, hey, are you enjoying your time here? Like, all they care about is if, like, the people that come to visit, like, enjoy their stay. It's, like, an awesome town, awesome people. And I was like, all right, if if I'm switching Premier League teams, I'm going to go with Burnley and J.J. Watts. you got to go visit. Yeah. For a game. Yeah, I'd rather I'd want to go visit anyway. Maybe we'll go to a Burnley City game. That would be pretty cool. Um Kai Havertz to Arsenal from Chelsea for 82 million official. And what's his name? They just scooped up. Uh West Ham accepted Arsenal's bid 130 million for Declan, for Declan Rice. Rice. Yeah. Arsenal's going all in, dude. They're I think going they, all they in. They realize, and they're spending like, that money, dude. Yeah, I think they realize, hey, we have a good team now. Like, we put up a fight. Like, we're there. Let's just get one or two pieces that are going to put us over the hump, potentially. Dude, 130 for Declan Rice. That's fucking bigger than anybody City has signed. Ever? How much was Holland? I don't know. I think he was on, like, a release clause. Oh, yeah. That's that. Yeah. Damn. Dude. Because Grealish was 100 million, and I don't think Holland was even that much. No, I was going to say, like, if Holland had to go through the regular, like, transfer value where you had to, like, sign him and buy him off a team, like, he probably would have been close to, like, $200 million, if I had to guess. Yeah. $51 million. For Holland? Yeah. That's a steal, dude. Uh, When you transfer it to dollars, it's $62 million. Wow. That's still such a steal for him, though. Yeah. That might be the biggest, like, the best transfer steal market ever. still uh, of all time, dude. To then go win the Golden Boot in the Premier League, the Golden Boot in the Champions League, and win a uh, treble? Yeah. Not bad. Um, I see there's some Mbappe drama about him leaving PSG for Real Madrid, which would be sick. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be a perfect sign. Dude, if we have Mbappe, fucking Vinicius, and Jude Bellingham like coming in to reinforce our midfield because Cruz and Modric, Modric scored an extension. It amazes me how good he still is, dude. I was I talking know. to Emery the other I day. Know. I was like, bro, Luka Modric might be the most underappreciated and underrated center mid of all time. Like he, dude, he's the same he's age a, as Messi and Ronaldo. And dude, they're, they're in their glory days. They're in retirement right now. Yeah, dude, and Modric is still balling the fuck out. Like he might be. Yeah, at Real Madrid, dude. He might be the best center mid- midfielder of all time, dude. If I'm being honest, maybe. Like for longevity wise, yes, but like talent, it's not even like oh, like he comes in off the bench at 38 for Real Madrid. My man, no, he's starts. playing 90. Yeah, dude, every game. I still, I like Iniesta. I think. <sighs> I think Andres Iniesta and Xavi are like the, like probably the most agreeable like one and two but like i think yeah. Lod- luka modric is in that conversation very easily and a lot of people I think don't he could put be him in the in conversation, conversation too dude he's I'm won a ballon he's been in a world cup final like and he's yes, won so many champions leagues no but he does have that world cup yeah but again that's not like an individual award no but, dude, that Spain team was nasty for a while. The 2010 Spain team? Yeah, dude. Fernando yeah, Torres silly. and Xavi, Iniesta. 
David Villa. They're just good him. everywhere and so deep. Yeah, dude. That was that like PK and Sergio Ramos were up there. What was yep. it? Iker Casillas, dude. That yeah, yep. they were studs, man. Um. Okay, Gundogan signed with Barca. Really? For free, unless they can't um like register him because of cap space and salary stuff with La Liga. Right. But yeah, they signed him. So that's kind of a bummer that he's leaving City. Yeah, I feel like he's been around for a minute, dude. How old he is he? spent seven years there. He's in like his thirties, like 33, 34. So that's why I was like, oh, I don't really want us to resign him. Like want to get younger if anything, but I would have loved to keep him for another year at least. Like keep him on a one year or two year. Yeah. I remember his days at, uh, I think it was Dortmund before he yeah, signed. Yeah, he was at City. Dortmund. Yeah. Another one of their just fucking cycling out talent, dude. Yep. Um, that would be interesting. Harry Kane and Byron have agreed to personal terms, so now uh, Byron and Tottenham just need to agree terms. Dude, fucking Harry Kane! I don't, I don't understand. Like the dude, they could be really good because they have Sané and Mane. Byron? Yeah, they have Sané yeah. and Mane, and then you're gonna put Harry Kane in between those two. Yeah, he's gonna find. He's just gonna be in the perfect spot at the perfect time. All every the time, time he dude. always is, yeah. and like. He's probably not as good of a like a shooter as Lua, but he's an amazing finisher. He's always in the right spot. And when you have enough talent around him, dude, doesn't matter. You don't need to be Lua, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. That was another Bayern, like prime Bayern, like twenty fifteen. Another yeah. fifteen. Aaron Robin, Mueller and Ribery and Robin. Ribery, yeah, dude. I mean, uh, what's his name? Manuel Neuer's been holding it down. I mean, I don't know Forever. if he still is, but yeah. Lom. I love back. Bomb. Yeah, David Alaba for a little bit. Yeah. Not bad. That nice whole like squad. Tw- European soccer from like 2012 to like 2015, 2016 was like the glory days. I would even say like 2007 or 2008. I wasn't really watching as much, but if I was, that's like Ronaldinho and like Thierry Henry. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like the generation right before uh, Ronaldo and Messi, with like Wayne Rooney and Thierry Henry, yeah. like you said. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nani. From then, yeah. so like probably like 2004 to like 2015. Yep. Was peak. That was probably like the best, you know, the like decade, 2004 to whatever that be, 2013. Or twenty four to or two thousand four to twenty fifteen. The twenty ten World Cup was like, like I had I was a soccer fan before that, but like I remember watching that and being like, oh, I love this sport. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that's what made me fall in love with the sport. Like I'd played and I followed before that, but I was never like, it wasn't up there with baseball for me. And then the twenty ten World Cup really put soccer up there with baseball for me. That's good shit. It was the um, Landon Donovan goal that he scored against, I think, like, that's Nigeria. That's the thing that sucks about um, MLS season pass being on Apple TV. It's like, you're, dude, you're killing the game. Yeah. You're killing the growth of soccer, especially with Messi here now. But now right. there's so many people that can't watch it because you have to pay for Apple TV plus, and then, like, monthly, and then you have to pay, like, it's like $100 for the MLS season pass for the year. Maybe I think it's 80 It's so dumb because if you're on a streaming platform, like if you're exclusive to a streaming platform, that should just come with you paying for the streaming platform. Yeah. It's just another way for companies to make a fucking cheap dollar off people, dude. And so annoying. Like I I think about this every day of my life. I hate 
the way TV has gone in a direction. Well, because here's the thing. The way that they look at it is they're like, that's the way we'll be able to see if we're making money off of it or not. Right. Right. Like, cause they're paying for the rights. So they're paying right. the MLS, like however many million a year to be the exclusive, you know, partner of the MLS. And, you know, so now they're like, okay, we'll see how many people buy this and is it worth the investment and whether or not we want to reinvest. Right. right. And then they give you little teasers and they're like, okay, you know, every, every now and again, they'll have like a free game of the week. Yeah. I mean, I'm and that's how they that try too. to get you, but then that's how they can see whether or not they made back their, their investment. And then if they don't make their investment back, then they're probably gonna be like, all right, you know what? We're good. Not worth it. But it, it yeah. sucks for the game and for the growth of the game. And it sucks for the fans. Yeah. It does. It does indeed, dude. The whole, um, the whole blackout MLB thing is what really gets me. It's like, Yep. What is even the point of that, dude? Just make it available for anyone who wants to watch. Devontae Parker signed a three-year, $33 million deal with 14 guaranteed with New England to go back there. Does that make you think that DeAndre Hopkins is going to sign elsewhere? He's only visited with them yeah. and the Titans, and I think they were both pretty positive. No, I don't think Devontae Parker – like, if D-Hop could come to that team and he's not going to have any sort of, like, like, he's going to be their number one. I don't think Devontae Parker's, like, stammers that or clamors that at all. Agreed. I mean, that's um, that's a pretty solid two. But even then, dude, like, I, the, the Pats just need to go out and get their guy, bro. They never do that. And it's like, yeah. you don't have Tom Brady anymore to make nobody somebody's. Like, go get your guy. Get, like, a solid wide receiver one. Help Maybe Mac they're tanking out. so they can get a better uh, quarterback. They should have done that years ago, if that's the case. Yeah, you're right. Um, All right, we'll wrap up here. College World Series, greater than sign, Major League Baseball regular season. Yeah, if I wasn't as invested as I am as a fan, then I would agree. But I also, I also like, I, I think I touched on this the last episode, just the quality of play at the MLB level for me is more interesting than College World Series because, like, sometimes I'm watching college baseball and it feels like I'm watching Little League with, like, some of the plays and errors that are made, which is, like, yeah, but I mean, once it's, you get it's to fun Omaha, for the scoring dude. and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We were spoiled this year, too, with the teams that ended up in the final with Florida and LSU. It was so like, much fun, dude. It was so yeah. much fun. It was just so exciting. The game, most of the games were like really close. It's weird. The final two games were absolute blowouts. Blowouts. And like, but also this was this college world series had the most or was tied for the most one run games. So they also had so many really close games and like they had some walk offs that were like, so I think LSU, when LSU beat Wake Forest, they walked it off. That game went 11 innings. And they walked it off with a two-run shot. Yep. Right? So that's a thriller that wasn't a one-run game. There was, I think there were just so many close games, and it made for so many exciting moments. Yeah. And they, the games mean so much more. Right? So, like, in in the regular season for the MLB, like for the Phillies right now, who are moseying around, just trying to keep their heads above 500, they're not even in a wild-card spot right now. They're just trying to get it together, like, the games don't seem like they mean as much, and the players don't seem to be as invested. Then, okay, I only have two losses, and once those are used, I'm done. Right. Well, yeah, that's the whole that's the excitement behind it, right? Because like in the MLB, obviously, like pretty much up until the end of August, you know if your team's going to make a push or like is in a playoff spot or whatever. But if you're not 
sitting in that spot, then it's like, yeah, these games don't really mean shit. You're kind of just looking at like player development and looking forward to next year. Like a lot of teams are looking forward to next year early on. Like that's why, yeah, you know, and this is the case in other sports, but major league baseball, you have a lot of teams at the trade deadline. Who's like pretty much a week of analysts and journalists deciding who's going to be sellers and buyers, because you know, at the trade deadline, if you're going to make that push to the yep. playoffs. Yep. But um, yeah, the college world series, dude, the, the whole, you know, you have to win, like, you get two losses, basically. Definitely adds a lot to the excitement, which is fun for, like, casual fans, too. Um, yeah. Because it, it, it kind of takes out the whole feeling of baseball that you get in MLB, where it's like, all right, I'm watching a random June game on Tuesday. Like, yeah, if it's a good game and exciting, like, it's a fun watch, but you don't have that feeling. Like, when MLB playoffs come around, you get that, like, feeling in your chest. It's like, all right. It's like, I'll just put whatever on. It's going to be gritty. good. Right, right. Like, I'm going out and I'm watching, like, a fucking Padres-Cardinals wild card right. game. You know what I mean? Because I know it's going to be good. And that's but... how Omaha was for me, dude. I watched almost every game from Omaha. Like, if it was – if maybe I wasn't, like, intently watching it, but, like, if it was on, like, I knew it was on. Because it was easy. It was 2 o'clock, 7 o'clock every day, right? Like, and right. then it was only 7 o'clock if there was one game, basically. Um, So, it was, like, easy. Like, and I would just throw it on. It'd be, like, in the background, right? We'd be having people over with the baby and stuff like that. But it was always on. I watched so much of it, and it, there were so many good games. Yeah. A joy. It, was, it really makes you appreciate Coastal's run in 2016 because of how hard it is to win the College World Series, dude. Right. And, like, like Oral Roberts is, like, what they made it this year, and they were, like, a Cinderella. They were, like, the fourth four seed ever like you know how at first you start with like you know however many four i think 16 brackets of four you start with 16 of four and then from there you go to eight v there's eight you know super regionals and then from there you send eight teams to the college world series you have the two brackets of four and like so oral robbers are the fourth four seed ever but they're like the same size as coastal same kind of deal right it's like them making it was kind of the same thing and they they won their first game. It was great. I called it. It was a good time. But, like, they didn't really come close at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, we were, I was talking to Maggie's dad about this, but Coastal, when they were in it, they went down uh, a game against Arizona yeah, in the finals. So they still had to win back-to-back games. Back-to-back like, games. And they still came out on top. And, like, at the time, yeah. like, it Actually, was crazy, most teams but... win back-to-back games. Really? Um, I saw this thing before game three. I saw this thing, and it was like, Seven out of the last ten. I think there was ten all time, and seven of them, the team that won game two, won game three, and the last five, the team that won game two, won game three, which didn't happen this time because LSU won and they got shitted on in game two, twenty five yeah. to four, twenty four to four. Yeah, it was. Um, and then that that thing you sent me there. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it was you. I know you sent me how like it was like the five top five MOB picks were from Florida and LSU, but there's that the one top kid three on were, Florida. Yeah. There's that one kid from Florida who throws like a hundred miles an hour and also hits like four hundred and sixty foot bombs, and it got me thinking. It's like, if I mean, if you're doing that at a D one level, yeah, he plays like, first base when he's not. Yeah, his, his name's a uh, Jack Colangelo Jack, or something. Like yeah, that. something like that. But it's just making me think. Like, I wonder Jack if we're going to start seeing that's what Caglianello. It is. Yeah, dude, super fucking like Italian name. Yeah. Um. But like, are we going to start seeing like the Shohei Otani type of player in baseball? show up more like is that going to be more Maybe. of a, a normal thing like a lot of players are like, oh this is doable i think for so long mlb was just like ah you can't like we're not going to waste time making you a hitter and a pitcher we'll just have a dh or we'll have like right a pitcher who throws gas and gets up there and bunts for us but now like teams are starting to see the value in a two-way player so i think exactly. we'll start to see it a little more often which is pretty exciting it's fun 
But I just don't want to get into a whole thing where it's like, all right, some guy like Otani. Obviously, like I was texting you last night, like he might be, he could go down as the greatest yeah, athlete 10Ks, of all time. Ten Ks, two home runs last 10Ks, night. Ten Ks, two home runs. And That's it's like, crazy. I just, That's a great game for anybody. Like if anybody, anybody does that, right? Like, Either of those things. Scherzer, right? He throws ten Ks. Bleacher reports firing that notification. Scherzer dominant ten K performance. Blah blah blah. Somebody yep. has two home runs in a game, right? Mike Judge Trout, hits two home runs, like, and it's like Judge, Judge you know goes you know yard twice in a three for four performance at the plate right like that's the kind of shit you're getting and he's doing both at the same time same in time, the same dude. night it's that it's just crazy yeah. it's unheard of literally unheard to be of. like at the top of both like right peak of both i just don't want to get in a space where it's like that starts to be like you know players start doing that you get otani does it for the next 10 years which i don't think he'll be pitching for the next 10 years but like he can still hit home runs for 10 years right but like if we get two or three more players and like they start doing that and it's like all right just because they're a two-way player doesn't mean they're they deserve an mvp every year like that's not how i want i want to see that and they're probably not going to be as good as otani like no no otani is literally a unicorn but i just don't want to be like oh this guy pitches and hits like Give him the MVP because he's valuable. That's, that's Otani, not how I that think works. I saw a notification today. I think he's minus twelve hundred right now to win MVP. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is this might be the greatest baseball season we ever see out of a player ever. Yeah. If he continues on this path, I just don't want it to have to take like a historic sixty-two home run, three hundred average right. season to win an MVP because that's not, you know, you like, think that's Reyes is going to finish the season at four hundred. Uh, it's going to be tough, but I don't know if you saw, I posted something on my, my Instagram story last night about batting average. And it was like Kyle Schwarber, who's hitting like 158 dude, bad average compared, but listen, this guy who's hitting like, I think it was like 310 or something like that. Schwarber's been on base more times than him, dude. Batting average is such a flawed stat. Like, I don't even think it should be looked at anymore. Yeah. It was like, dude was hitting like 310. With they both had the qualifying amount of uh, plate appearances, so it's not like you know he was hitting three ten, but only had fifty plate appearances. They both hit hit that right, ninety right. threshold. So from then on, you take the stats as they are. But it was like one oh nine on base, like bases for Schwarber times he's been on base, and then like one oh one for the guy who's hitting three ten. So it's like interesting. All right, dude, that that stat doesn't show value at all. It just shows how many times you can get the ball like to land without a fielding error or taking a walk. Like there's so much that's taken out of batting average that adds to genuine value of a player getting on base, which, oh, dude, I, it fires me up because I'd, yeah. I'd be getting into because, these well, fucking. I can see it both ways, right? Because on the one hand, it's like, okay, you didn't, maybe there's an error and like you really didn't earn that one. Like the defender fumbled the bag, but maybe you ripped a shot so hard that they couldn't handle it. And like, you know, like, you know, your average MLB player at that position couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? Or like, right. even if you didn't still like, you got on and you helped your team. Like it's so hard. I feel like it's so hard to get on base, especially at the MLB level that it's like getting on is good. Like however you do it, getting on is like, that's really all you're like, asking dude, for is get on that's base. The entire, because like most players aren't out. That's the entire most backstory of Moneyball, bro. It's like, yeah, this guy doesn't hit very high average. But, and then that whole scene where they're sitting at a table and what's his name? Brad Pitt's like, but what does he do? And he points to him. Jonah Hill's yeah. like, gets on base. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter how you do it. It's like if you can work a walk, that's just as valuable as a single, dude. Yeah. Yeah. If you can sit there, especially, I mean, if you could have a 10-pitch at-bat and you end up working a walk, like you foul a bunch of balls off, end up working a walk. It's probably more valuable than a first pitch. That might be better than a single. Yeah, dude. 
Right. More about you're getting the bullpen out earlier and you're still getting on base. You still ended up on first and it's still not enough. You swing first pitch and hit a ground ball up the middle. You're saying on first base. It's like, all right, pitcher just missed his spot, but he's basically got one, a double play lined up right now if there's less than two outs. And he's still got more bullets in his bag to throw because you swung on the first pitch. Right. Which in some cases I will say might might be a good thing if the pitcher's not doing great or like, you know, can't locate and or tipping his pitches or something. But yeah. Yeah. It's just Um, crazy to me, dude. Phil's are ass. Yankees are good. No, no, no. The Yankees are not good. The Yankees are are good enough, and I think that they're if they can just stay good enough, and they have a really weak schedule coming up, then they'll be in a good position come August, and then Judge comes back, and hopefully he'll get into the swing of things, like get into a groove by end of August, and you guys are cruising come September. The Yankees, the Yankees aren't good. The Yankees are fine. Like they're staying afloat, they're doing what they need yeah. to do. Yeah, I mean they're so they're in a wild card spot right now. They've the they're they've the same amount of games back, I guess, as the Angels. Like they're tied in games back, but they have a different record. Um, and then Toronto's a half game out of the wild card. Houston is only one game out of the wild card, and then Boston's three and a half. So and then it yeah. starts to keep going further off. But like it's really like. And Baltimore's five and a half plus five and a half. So they're sitting pretty in the wild card. So like it's the Yankees, Angels, Toronto, and Houston right now for two wild card spots. Yep. For two spots, yeah. It's uh dude, it's kind of funny because like it's just Cashman's whole quotes earlier about how he was building like this is a championship caliber operation. But it's like if you watch the Yankees day in and day out, like we don't have the offense. Even with Judge, like we don't have the offense. Everything is built on launch angle and hitting home runs in Yankee land. And it's so fucking annoying, dude, because they get all these players like Stanton and Donaldson. I'm not going to say judge because judge spreads Does the everything. ball around the field and hits home runs. Like he's the perfect fucking hitter, but like everybody else around him, Rizzo, we don't have any like guys who can slap the ball the other way, get on base and like just pass yeah. the baton. You know what I mean? It's yeah. swing for a home run, swing for the fences or nothing with this team. And it's been like that for four years and it's not going to work. It hasn't worked for as long as judge has been on the team. And it's just super frustrating to watch because they're just so content with staying afloat and like, let's see what happens in August. Let's see what happens in the playoffs. It's like, dude, yep. if yep. you set yourself up for success and, and play every day, like it's, you know, win today, win tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. You're gonna yeah. be fine, and you have like the you have the ability to go into the playoffs, not having to rely on guys to fucking hit a home run every now and then. And like, you know, what if you come up against the fucking Framber Valdez or Pablo Lopez, where it's like we're getting cooked right now, can't even get the ball, the bat on the ball. We don't Let have anybody that over can the bunt. fence. Right, right, dude. And it's like you're just putting a lot of your eggs into one basket, and it doesn't fucking yeah. work. Yeah, see, that's the thing that I like about the Phillies lineup is, like, Turner, obviously not a home run guy, right? But then, you know, like, Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh has had a solid year. Garrett Stubbs, when he plays JT, he hits home runs, not like a whole lot. But those they're all, like, good hitters, and they all get base hits. And then you combine that with Schwarber, Harper, Nicky. yeah. Yeah, dude, that's the way bad. every and, offense. Oh, and Bomer, be built. he 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 can he does it all, honestly. But he gets mostly base hits. Yeah, it was like like last night, dude. We lost to the fucking Athletics last night, two to one, and it's like, bro, this team is twenty and sixty. They have the worst bullpen in the fucking league, 
and you can't put up more than one. Like right now, the June that the Yankees are having is historically bad, dude. It's the worst Yankees offense I've seen in my entire life, and I'm not over exaggerating with that, dude. That's how bad the it Phillies, is. the Phillies before they played the Braves had the second best record in June. The best team, the best record in June was the Braves, and yeah, since then tough. the Braves <laughs> shit on the Phillies. They they beat us two games to one, right? But like ended our like hot streak. And then went to Cincinnati and ended their hot streak. Yeah, the Braves are good, dude. The Braves have been Braves are, cooking, bro. Braves are really good. I mean, Acuna is yeah. probably going to win NL MVP if I had to guess. He's having a crazy year, dude. Yeah, I could see that. They're, they're plus one seventeen run differential. Yeah, that's wild. I'm hoping the Rays can kind of just like come back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, Tampa's some, 146, sort of and the Rangers are 152. Hey, we just took a series from the Rangers, though. That's the thing, dude. The Yankees pitching is insane. Like, if we combine that with a little bit of a competent offense, we'd be, like, I would be back to my fucking winning the World Series. Because, like, that's well, all, it, all it takes is to have a little bit of offense, dude. Our pitching is stupid. What. Carlos Rodon's coming back, like, next week, bro. Ranger Suarez has been solid for us lately. Yeah. Yeah, he is he like your number two right now? Well, he's number three. It's because it's Nola and then Wheeler. Oh, right, Suarez, I, I think. There. Um, and he's like he's he's like one and two on the year after before yesterday's start. He was running one and two on the year, but like a three ERA. Like he's been solid. The Phillies have been bad. That's why he's a one three and two. ERA from your third starter is good. Dude. Yeah, like that's dude. Really he good. went seven and a third, like seven or eight Ks. I think eight Ks. And one earned who got on in the seventh before he got pulled. Um, and we and we got to win. 5-1 win. Yeah, that's like, really that's all you need, can ask dude. for from and your third. Like, Suarez has been solid this year. The, the Phillies, there have been multiple times where he's had great outings. And then the offense doesn't do shit. Just, and yep. he gets pulled because it's one nothing. And you have one run. Yep, that's how the Yanks are with Clark Schmidt. And it's, it sucks, too, because he started the year terrible. Like, six runs a game for, like, the first three starts. And then I think, like, his last five or six starts, dude, he's, like, two-run ball, six innings. I think he's hit seven once, five or six innings, quality starts. And then the fucking Yankees offense is like, all right, here's a run. Right. It's like, just does nothing for him, dude. Yeah. Well, hey, I let you vent. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm going to go eat some tacos and I think go look for a golf travel bag. All right. Enjoy, brother. Enjoy your trip. Safe travels. Thanks. We'll, and to uh, all you knuckleheads we'll listening, we're sorry that you had to wait a week. We didn't even tell you because we're not great Twitter people. But <laughs> we love you. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you have a lovely weekend. Go kiss your and neighbor. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Smooches. <laughs>